On June 19, 1865, General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas, and read to the people there General Order Number 3. And it goes as follows. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. The African-Americans that were there, they did not know at that time that they were actually free and it had been free for the last 30 months, according to the Emancipation Proclamation from January 1st, 1863. In fact, this was read two months after the end of the Civil War. And those celebrations that immediately happened, the Juneteenth holiday was born. Fast forward over a century and a half later. On June 13th, 2020, we held the inaugural Juneteenth Marathon starting at the National Museum of African American History and Culture, running the bounds of all four quadrants in Washington, D.C., and then running over the Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge, and then down Long Howard Road <laughs> on mile 25, then down MLK, then down Good Hope, and then up, and when I say up, I mean up, 14th Street to end at the foot of Cedar Hill, 14th and W Street Southeast, which is grounds of Frederick Douglass's house. And even in light of all the COVID stuff, those gates were open. So, you know, walked up those stairs all the way up to that porch, fell out on his porch and cried because I was happy. Now, I wasn't the only person that ran that. Ran it with some 30 other people. There was a half marathon option as well. And there were a number of volunteers. One person in particular who was there. One of my bestest, bestest friends in the whole world. He goes by the name of Frederick Dwayne Miller. And he came here all the way up from Georgia. So first off, say hi to the listeners at home, Mr. Miller. Everybody. <laughs> he's being shy right now, but don't worry. Before this podcast is over, he's going to open up and you're going to see um, how eloquent this guy is. Because he's actually a Toastmaster. But anyways, now we had talked about how we always want to do like a I won't say a vacation marathon, but a, a marathon where it was international. We yeah. traveled to a different country. Yeah. And uh, Vancouver worked out because it was, a, it was a city that both of us wanted to visit. We heard it was beautiful. And it turns out their marathon is one of the nicest marathons in the world. Because I think for a long period of the marathon, you run along the water and everything. 
Uh, and it's close to Seattle and, you know, the Pacific Northwest. So if you want to take a day trip down there, you know, you could make a make a thing out of it. The marathon was scheduled for May 3rd, 2020. So that means we had to start training for this marathon roughly around the beginning of the year. And when you're in getting into, you know, training for marathons, you know, you're running several times a week doing distance runs and all that stuff. And then COVID happened, right? And by the time COVID hit, you're talking about a month and a half before the marathon's about to start. Yeah. About, like when, when the when the emergency orders when things started really shutting down, you know? Yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, we we've been doing distance runs. We've probably been doing like, you know, sixteen, eighteen milers at this point. Dang, what are we gonna do? So one day I'm just on my computer on Strava because they have this thing where you can like create your own route and I saw this plan from seventeen ninety one that uh Lafont had put together for the federal city. And it's like one of the first ones that he put together. And um it basically showed the bounds of, you know, where the line stopped, which is basically Florida Avenue. So I started mapping, I was like, what if there was a way that you could run all four quadrants? What does that come out to? And surprisingly it came out to like twenty four, twenty five miles. I was like, okay, what could I oh wait, hold on. Ain't none of this east of the river gotta go east of the river if you're gonna be in dc and in fact you should end east of the river what's east of the river that's of 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 historical significance frederick douglas house and you can take the frederick douglas memorial bridge over to his house mapped it out came out to 26.5 miles it's like no doubt i'm gonna do this this is gonna be a marathon so i sent this to miller i was like yo man what if we just do a marathon ourselves man he was like yeah no doubt by the time we were having this conversation, it's like April. So we want to still allot ourselves enough time to make up for whatever lack of training that had happened between when COVID happened and uh, this date and still give us enough time to get back to, you know, ready for marathon shape. So that worked out to about, you know, the middle of June. I was like, wait, Juneteenth. In fact, I don't know of any like marathons that be happening on Juneteenth. Yo, let's call it the Juneteenth marathon. We're going to do it the weekend of Juneteenth, which is on a Friday. He's like, well, you know, my daughter's birthday is the day before and um, it's Father's Day weekend and I'm in Atlanta. So it'd be kind of tough. I was like, all right, cool. What about the weekend before? He's like, OK, cool. Yeah, the weekend before. Boom. So we go ahead and do that. June 13th, the Saturday. By the time it's like late April, I want to say. And um, we had just run through Baltimore with the Riot Squad. Shout to them. And uh, one of the guys who runs them consistently, his name is Dave Lai. And he's like, yo, yo, send me that route. Let me let me know. I might want to join you for that. So I sent it to him. He's like, yo, this is cool. I'm so all in. In fact, I might know a couple more people that might want to do it. So next thing you know, we had like five people. It's like, yo, what if I send out the best signals to these other groups? And I had no idea that people were interested, especially, you know, such short notice for stuff. So I sent it out. And next thing you know. This person says they're interested. This person says they're interested. And then before you know it, we have 15 or so people that want to run the full marathon with us. And then there's a bunch of people like, I'll do a half marathon if you do it. I was like, okay, you know, work that out. Okay, boom. I have a half marathon route as well. Boom. So next thing you know, we have like 30 people that want to run a marathon with us. And then there were people that were, that liked it so much, but weren't in marathon shape or just didn't feel like running it. They wanted to help us out whether they were on bikes or they wanted to man the water stations and all that stuff. We had some volunteers who went out the night before, marked the whole route. And so the Juneteenth marathon was born. 
I mean, it was it was really a um, a communal effort from a lot of people in the DC running community to come together to have a great marathon in honor of the Juneteenth holiday. And I'm gonna tell you how God, how good God is, right? In a number of different ways. So one, uh, everything went off without a hitch in terms of everybody enjoying themselves uh no one getting super lost no one getting hurt or anything like that second the weather was absolutely amazing we started at sunrise 5 30 i think the last people crossed the finish line around maybe 11 o'clock and i mean the weather started out maybe 60 degrees ended at about 70 and uh there was zero humidity zero humidity it was just so great um and what was so great about it as well is that even people who didn't run it came back and have messaged me like, hey, please do this next year because I want to be involved. And this might even be the birth of something even more than just, you know, a new marathon, because it may just be this is one of the more enjoyable ways to do a marathon where it's just completely communal and you're not like closing streets. You're not paying an exorbitant amount of money to some third party that you don't see. But I don't want to say gorilla, but just like, you know, say it's 100, 200 people to where you don't have to close streets and people know one another. And then there's a celebration afterwards. And, you know, perhaps there are medals that people want to chip in, but I'm sure that the total cost for everything probably comes down to a, a much lower amount. But nevertheless, I say all this to say Miller came up, we ran the marathon and we did it in four hours exactly I know that was a very 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 long explanation for why he's here on the podcast (laughs) and the Juneteenth marathon and he hasn't said a single word thus far I'm just gonna let this guy talk because uh, he's very good at it and I don't say that tongue in cheek first let me give a shout out to uh, my wife Tara and Shout the kids. To Tara. Shout to Tara. Shout who to- allowed <laughs> there are no unilateral decisions in the Miller family unless that's the decision that's made by Tara. But she allowed me to come up this weekend and I really appreciate her and the kids for doing that. What are your kids' names? Uni uh turns four on the seventeenth. Shout to Uni, happy birthday. The whole uh marathon club gave her a big big birthday shout out yesterday which was super cool and then there's sterling he just turned two on the 19th and then anson augustus was born he's brand new on march 24th this year during the middle of a global pandemic but we can probably talk about that a, com- a completely a, a different time yeah you know i, I also want to acknowledge you um for having the vision to pull off what I would consider to be a a bucket list item. That's like a lifetime achievement to do just on the merit of itself to pull that off, uh, to coordinate the volunteers, to get the runners together, to get t-shirts, to get supplies. That's a tall task, but to do that in the current environment where 
the systematic oppression of black men is being revealed to the world and for us to recognize um, Juneteenth I thought what you did is cool and you know just for for anybody that's ever had the pleasure of running with Herb he has this crazy resolve where he you know a, a big part of life is is mental and he can go to a place um after you know for folks don't know when you're running a marathon it it is essentially you against yourself indeed and after 15 you know mike tyson has a saying everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face <laughs> and m- marathons after like you know mile 13 are tough but after mile 20 it's chaos i mean your your body your feet are burning you're chafed all over it's hot you feel like you want to vomit i mean you you got so many you got a myriad of conditions you're trying to deal with and his ability to to just stay focused and drive is is an incredible so I appreciate that. Shout out to you, big dog, for doing that. And then I want to say a little piece on Juneteenth, and this is probably a little bit global, but Juneteenth, to be able to participate in that, in particular to like to start at the African American Smithsonian and then to end at Frederick Douglass House uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, it meant a lot because of the resolve that it took for enslaved Africans who were kidnapped and exposed to legalized terrorism for hundreds of years, families torn apart, women raped, men killed in front of their children, the resolve that it took for them to make it there was incredible. And I think about the fact that black people, many of whom came over were like engineers. I mean, they create, they created these really complex systems of irrigation and anyways. um, But to have the resolve to endure that, I mean, hearing that announcement in Galveston had to like be like complete elation. And, you know, I think about, you know, fast forward, like to, um, to today and, um, you know, African-Americans, even in modern times, you take, um, like the civil rights movement, that, that movement was compelled because of what was happening in broad daylight, children being murdered at churches and, men being lynched and fast forward a little bit and after like the big thing now is criminal justice reform because you know the the war on drugs and what our judicial legislative and judicial branches did to really what in our community was a public health crisis and turning that into these severe penalties um, that again took black men out of families and statistics will show you like in order for 
The single most determining factor of success for a child is having a two-parent household. And to have that removed, like, was devastating. And yet, like my Angelo, still we rise. The resolve is, is incredible. So, like, Juneteenth, that run, like, coming up, good hope, which is uphill, and then turning on 14th, which is uphill. Even more. You know, uphill both ways. <laughs> to me, it, it's 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 very like analogous to, um, like I, I'm sure the what struggle of African Americans. Yeah, in the history of America. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a pretty big deal uh, for us, and for you to like coordinate it all that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do, man. And thank you for coming, cause it wouldn't happen if you ain't count come. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, um, and also shout to Kilane Konachan. I, I I hope I didn't butcher her last name. She is a writer for the Washington City Paper, um, and she actually did a piece where she ran two marathons in one day. She's a runner. She's qualified for Boston and all that stuff. Um, and uh, she had interviewed me for a piece that she had done in the wake of um, Ahmaud Arbery's murder for the Washington City Paper. And so when we were doing the marathon, I decided to reach out to her like, hey, come on, you gotta join us for this. And she was like, yeah, no doubt. Um, and I wanna say halfway through uh, the run, mm-hmm. um, we were around the same area at the second water stop. We linked up. Yeah, we linked up. And then she just ran with us for the whole rest of the way. And she meant so much. <laughs> meant so much, man. I uh, It was just great. Like she kept our pace really good and kept our pace honest. Right, yeah. Because if it's just me and yeah. Miller, hey, at some point if it's like, hey, you know, might get down to that nine fifteen, then it might go to nine thirty. But with Kalane, she was like, nah, we stay in sub nine. Yeah, <laughs> she was everything pacing us, especially those last nine miles. Yeah, real talk, real talk. Um, and we could wax poetic about that run forever. Um, the weather was just so amazing, especially for that route, just because you really see like most of the monuments in D.C. And you get to run through the neighborhoods, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, to piggyback on what you were saying about the criminal justice system in America, people listen to this. If you have not seen 13th, which is the Ava DuVernay documentary on Netflix, talking about the 13th Amendment, but also the prison industrial complex, uh, the roots of it, in so many different ways, you need to watch it, especially if you are not African-American because it'll probably illuminate you to a lot of systemic stuff that you hear African-Americans talk about but may not have experienced personally. In editing this episode, I realized that we really didn't talk about the significance of Juneteenth as it relates to the current state of today. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention anything about the protests that have been happening all over the nation and even all over the world in the wake of George Floyd's murder. And I guess part of the reason is over the course of this entire weekend around the Juneteenth Marathon, we talked about it so much that I think that uh, we focus more so on the marathon itself rather than uh, the actual significance of the moment. So I wanted to make sure that we covered that in the podcast. And, you know, we've been documenting this whole weekend surrounding the Juneteenth Marathon. And my videographer, Lewis, had recorded me speaking about these parallels in the car on my way actually to pick up Fred Miller from the airport. And I thought 
at the very least, I should include at least talking about that because I think it definitely should be said and does justice to this podcast episode. No pun intended. His soul is like, how do I say this? His soul is looking over black people because his murder has sparked a fire in a lot of people, not just black people, to realize that a lot of stuff ain't right and things need to change. And COVID has kind of amplified that because I don't want to say people have time on their hands, but people have been shaken out of their normal routine. And when that happens for an extended period of time, it causes you to relook at your normal routine, which you otherwise probably wouldn't be looking at. And things like universal health care, things like remote working, things like over-policing, or just the degree to which we want law enforcement in our lives. How much they should be funded. Should that money be reallocated to other social programs. All that stuff is in play. And then if you think about Juneteenth, right? Where it's like... Slaves in Galveston, Texas. 30 months after the Emancipation Proclamation. And two months after the end of the Civil War or I think it's either Civil War or the dude who, um, when Texas finally, the, the general who was over Texas decided to uh, surrender. They still kept that from black people. Whether it was because they wanted to extend it in perpetuity for as long as they could or they wanted to get one more harvest out of them or whatever, or because they thought they were better than them and just felt that they should be in bondage under them. Whatever the case is, you have people that suddenly realize, yo, I'm free like, okay, now what are you going to do? Because you got to re- reanalyze your life and figure out how you want to live your life going forward. Now, I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's as drastic as being in bondage versus not being in bondage. But I'm saying the decision of how one is going to conduct themselves henceforth once they realize that they have been freed from something a pivotal moment, man. And I think a lot of people have been freed from certain ways of thinking. Now, not to say that they won't go back to that way of thinking or that they want to abandon that way of thinking, but they've been placed in this unique position to where they can sit and think about, hey, you know what? This isn't so bad. Or this is worth fighting for. Or you know what? Going forward, when I live my life, this has to be a part of it. And if it's not, sorry, I don't want a part of it. So I say all that to say, like, it's God is good. Because it's the way God works, man. Like, this is just a, a marathon that I was just putting together for me and my man to do a once every five year joint. And it ends up becoming something that a lot of people identify with and it is very timely 
And she's like, we're gonna have good weather on Saturday too. And I think it'll, it's supposed to rain on the actual Juneteenth. So we may have picked a good week to do it. And you know, next year, you know, days move one day forward. Next year, Juneteenth will fall on a Saturday. So perhaps, you know, if this goes well, we do it next year, we'll have it actually on Juneteenth on the Saturday. And perhaps maybe we get the National Museum of African American History and Culture involved too, because that's where we start. Hopefully it won't be no COVID. That's why I call my thing the marathon. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise. Like I've been, had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or went through this or is gonna go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think that what what's gonna separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit. You know, you know, you're going to really take the stance if I'm going to die behind what I'm, what I'm getting at. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Guestbook Podcast. As always, you, you want to holler at me, innkeeper at unionndc.com. The website is a suffix, unionndc.com. Instagram, three handles, at unionndc for the end. At Guestbook Pod for the podcast. And at Innkeeper Freddy, where you for sure will be able to see my posts about the Juneteenth Marathon. Hey, let me throw this out there. I got a, a customer who is turned into a really good friend of mine, um, John Vaughn, who Irby and I are using this to challenge him to uh, run the Vancouver Marathon with us and a Juneteenth. There it is. Miller, no, you got a plane to catch, man, but... Love you, man. Thank Love you so you much for job. coming for the Juneteenth Marathon, coming on the podcast, and uh, just being a great friend, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a wonderful episode of Guess What Podcast. We'll be seeing you. Where your at? Where your roads at? Where your backbone? Where your coat at? Where your nails is day one real bros at? Where them stories that you telling unfold at? Where your heart? Where your soul at? We got old school ways we expose that. Ain't no guarantees, but you know that. Die every day, can't control that. And I mentioned this earlier. Emancipation Proclamation, January 1, 1863. Yeah. Juneteenth is June 19th, 1865. Yeah. That's like 30 months. Yeah. So for the Juneteenth Marathon, for every month between Emancipation Proclamation and Juneteenth, we're adding 0.01 miles to the route. So for the Juneteenth Marathon, it's not 26.2. It's 26.5. I love it.